This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. My name's Annalise. I'm an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And my name is Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And today we are going to take you guys back to nutrition basics. Nutrition basics, which some people don't even have. No. There's so much bad information (laughs) out there. This is going to be a fun topic, I think, because... While some of you may have a basic understanding of nutrition and more power to you if you do, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. Right. And rightfully so. It's it's a science and there is so much out there on social media, on uh, the news, in articles, giving terrible, terrible <laughs> false nutrition advice yeah i see a lot of those instagram posts where someone will post like do this and drink this and you'll lose all this weight and i'm like Mm -hmm. "Uh, uh uh-huh okay yeah that's not true yeah (laughs) they also steal photos from people's you know accounts if they have weight loss they will steal the photos and say that they did it on a particular diet when that is not true that's very true the fact that it is not true, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, nutrition basics. I, I think this is actually a pretty fun topic for the reason that we can educate you on some of the fundamentals that can help you stave off hunger later. Um, you know, how to make your meals just more balanced in general. And then of course, you know, what do we really need to be eating basically? Right. Right. So rule number one, I'm just going to jump into it. You need to be eating real food. Please eat real food. Yeah. I mean, as close as it comes out of the ground as possible. If you change it into something else, that's probably fine because you're not going to add something crazy or remove something and remove, you know, a whole set of nutrients. But generally speaking, when you get into processed foods, things that come in packages in the grocery stores, we, we are getting away from nutritious content. Absolutely. Uh, I think it was Michael Pollan who says we're now deviating from eating food to eating food-like products. Yes. Which is a big thing. There's so many things out there that look like food and they taste like food, but then you look at what they're made of and that's not food. Right. And they will technically keep you alive. Yeah. I mean... You may end up with some really long-term problems when you're in your, you know, 60s, 70s, and 80s, but it kept you alive until then. Hey, <laughs> trans fats, <laughs> woo. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's so crummy to have to say it, too, where we have, in, a, in, in the United States, we have a lot of foods out there that are really just not good for us at all, and they don't even allow them in most other countries, and they're considered, like, food staples here. So just kind of... It's kind of difficult because our basic understanding of nutrition is far in superior to most other countries out there as far as like what we think is a good quality food or a healthy food. Very different. Yes. I mean, we have we have a system set up here that allows for things other mm-hmm. than what is best for human beings to take precedent. Yeah. So eat food that is 
as close to its original source as possible. I like to ask the question of, if you look at this food item, having no idea what it is, could you tell me like where it came from as far as like, you know, it, you don't know exactly what it is, but it looks like it probably came from an animal or it looks like it probably did this. Like, right. you know, let's say if you grab a hot dog, how close is a hot dog <laughs> to what it came from? And if you know a hot dog is made from pork, does this look like a pork product that is <laughs> close to pork? Probably not so much. Right. Can you actually tell me what's in a hot dog? I mean, I could. I don't want to do it on the show. No. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I, I was asking more rhetorically. <laughs> I know Melanie like, I could know. tell us. Nobody wants to hear what's in a hot dog. And if you Google it, you will be very sad. So just letting you know in advance. <laughs> on this same subject, uh, if you're going to be Googling things about meat... Go ahead and Google yourself some pink slime. Uh, um, it is an actual beef byproduct. Or pork or chicken. Right. <laughs> it's treated with ammonia. Um, and they add it as a filler into meat products. So you could buy um, ground beef that's 100% ground beef. Mm -hmm. It's 100% beef. Nothing else is on it. But... Um, in America, if you buy ground beef, it more than likely has the pink slime added to it. So eat real food. That's our takeaway. Eat real food. Eat real food. We deviated a little bit, but why, why not run a whole, a whole industry for people? Yeah. I'm, I, you know, my favorite thing to do is pop bubbles. I like to come in with my javelin and just go bam and then pop a bubble from really far away. And someone goes, no, my bubble. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> my class calls me the crusher of dreams. I don't have a name yet, but I need one. I'll find one. I'll come back to you with that. <laughs> so, so eating real food, big first thing. Second thing we should be doing as far as nutrition basics, making sure you're eating um, the right balance with protein. Mm. So getting enough protein in your meals. Too many people don't know what things are that are protein. <laughs> so true. It, it, it's, it's not that mind-boggling if you really think about it because of the amount of misinformation that's out there but as Annalise is known for being the crusher of dreams she's also known as being the peanut butter is not a protein person so if you say I have a shirt that says so <laughs> so if, if you come to her like, yeah I had a really high protein lunch I had some whole wheat bread with some peanut butter on it she'd be like no and then you know that that wasn't a protein source it's actually a fat source with some protein but not a significant amount so Eating the right balance of protein and just knowing what protein sources are mm -hmm. and not getting lost in the hubbub of, you know, well, this has protein. Could it be a protein source? Technically, yes, but, you know, yes, but there are better options out there, right? So balancing that. So quick and easy protein sources, yogurt, you know, chicken breast. Um, I don't really like to use cheese as a protein source. It's right. kind of one of those iffy ones. I'm not going to say it's, cheese is the best choice here. For the most part, cheese is a fat. If mm -hmm. you get into some of like the low-fat mozzarella. Like string cheese or like, something. Like a low-fat string cheese, the protein bumps up and the fat is low enough that you it's know it's passable. probably yeah it's passable but there are better options but that's really what that's really what you're looking for so when you're looking at you know a food source you're looking at the balance of carbs protein and fats mm -hmm. so all foods are made up of those three macronutrients mm -hmm. and depending on what it has the most of 
is pretty much what category you're going to put it in. Yeah. So like beans, great. We should be eating them. They're delicious and nutritious. And they're a commonality in blue zones. And they're a commonality in blue zones. Which are populations that live on average over the age of 100. Pretty cool. But anyways, back to our topic. But if you rely on beans as your only protein source, if we look at that macronutrient balance, beans are much higher in carbs than they are in the protein. Mm -hmm. So they're going to add to your protein pool. They're super healthy, but will ultimately end up falling either low on our protein needs or high on our calorie needs if we're relying on it. Yeah. And beans, you know, again, they're great. So we're not saying you shouldn't have them, but just know that while you may eat them like they're a protein source, the quantity of protein per half cup is so small. It is so, 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 so small. You're looking at like maybe eight grams versus like a three ounce serving of tofu of like 15 grams. So you Mm -hmm. get for the same size quantity of food, double the protein with tofu. Right. So, or seitan coming in at like 25 grams of protein. Yeah. So you could definitely hit up some like way heavier hitting protein sources. Um, and yeah, like tofu and seitan too are also those plant-based sources you can have. So you don't have to worry about eating animal products if that's something you're choosing not to do. Um, but of course, majority of things coming from animals are a protein source So just kind of give that a clear like yeah you know basically if it's a meat product it's protein true except except for bacon (laughs) (laughs) um bacon and you know one one side that i've really seen people fall into a pit around this is eating really fatty cuts of meat ah yes. um where they're putting it in the the protein category but truly you know they're eating like a really fatty piece of beef or a really fatty piece of pork and it's so much so that it's probably pushing it into the the fat category it's definitely not coming in at your as your solid lean protein source Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, the saturated fat con- content of it is definitely something to consider, which is the main reason why we're telling you cheese is not a good source of protein. It's that fat content that starts to outweigh the protein content. And while tasty, not a great source of protein. Right. And since we're on the subject, saturated fat, we can have a little bit. Yeah, totally. Not a lot. Not a lot. Don't don't slather everything you own with butter. Please don't. <laughs> well, and, and when we when we look at like what a little not a lot is. Mm-hmm. So saturated fat is all the fats that are solid at room temperature. Right. So butter, animal fats, coconut oil, coconut oil, palm oil, palm oil, cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so these things can add up if you're not watching where they're coming from right so if you have uh butter and eggs in the morning if you have cheese on your sandwich at lunch if you have a fatty cut of meat for dinner fatty cut of meat for dinner you have probably taken in two three four times the amount of saturated fat necessary exactly and that also ties in with this which falls into this category too of red meat still not really being the most ideal choice as a form of protein you should be picking right uh because red meat and this includes like beef and pork and i know everyone's like oh it's the other white meat no it's pork and it's 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 red if Uh, it comes from a mammal it's red meat and i think chickens are technically reptiles so we're gonna skip over chickens Uh, (laughs) 
Chickens are not red meat. No. But, but if it comes from a mammal, it's it's considered red meat. I mean, chickens are birds, but I'm going to say they're reptiles for the sake of, like, dinosaurs. But anyways, so... <laughs> so you, you just confused. I know. You I just, know. like, Don't worry about chicken. Off. Chicken is not red meat. So we have beef, <laughs> we have pork, we have lamb, um, anything dark red meat um, or red meat in general. And those inherently have a lot of saturated fat in comparison to white meats like from turkey or chicken so it's the content that is naturally in that meat like the dark meat from chicken and turkeys like the legs and the wings that's higher in fat so that's why we don't consider that like the most ideal protein source to pick we prefer chicken breast or turkey breast because of that saturated fat content being a little less so you can still have it it's fine you're actually gonna get a sufficient amount from that you don't really need to add more to it but being wary of where your sources of protein are coming from and not making a majority of them from red meat, ideally. Yes. And red meat tends to be inflammatory to our system, mm-hmm. not great for our gut health. So um, if you do enjoy all said meat products of beef, pork, and lamb, um, eat them sparingly. Yeah, in moderation. They're a treat. Yes, they should be like a soda, a treat, a sometimes thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we got, um, so we have balancing the protein, of course, eating real food. What else is a big focus of these nutrition basics? Well, I think we also just covered like saturated fat. So let's touch on if we're supposed to avoid saturated fat, what kind of fats should we be having and how much fat should I be having? And I'm going to be very careful about saying plant-based fats because coconut oil is saturated. (laughs) It is. So, so it goes into that that pool mm-hmm. of how much saturated fat you should be having every day. Exactly. So instead of saying plant-based fat, what I really want to say is fats that are liquid at room temperature in their oil form. So if you were to extract the oil out from these fats, like an olive or from an avocado, that will always be a liquid. So those types of things, nuts, seeds, avocados, olives, um, they provide us with this healthy liquid fat that doesn't seem to have a lot of negative health benefits aside from if you eat too much of it then you just gain extra weight because of the calories from it not the fat itself the fat's not making you fat it's the fact that fat has a ton of calories to it that is the problem right so we want to get in these healthy fat sources Mm um you know it's going to help like lower your cholesterol, it's going to help with your heart health, it's gonna make your skin look good, your hair look good, all of that. But it comes with a lot of calories, so we wanna watch how much we're taking in. And, and don't be too worried about it, because the beauty of fat is it's also extremely filling, and it is very slow to process in the body, so it keeps you satiated for longer. So when we go back to like balancing your meals, not having a fat there can actually be detrimental to your satiety because fat has been known to help produce a hormone in your stomach called leptin, which makes you feel full. And without it, you don't feel that. That's what happened in the 90s when we got rid of fat, when fat was evil for a little bit. And everyone just kept overeating carbs and sugar because we never really felt full. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Right. <laughs> it also helps uptake nutrients too. Yeah. So yes. you are going to get more out of your vegetables you add a little a little egg a little avocado mm-hmm. you know nuts seeds olive oil something like that but yeah there's some fat soluble vitamins that absorbed more effectively in a fat source so if you have a little bit present you'll get more bang for your buck from your food so it's, it's a win-win you you're more satiated and you got all the nutrition how amazing is this you guys you get to eat fat 
We're clearing you to eat avocado and olives. And this is coming from someone who was like born and raised in that fat phobic era of the 90s. The first like nine years of my life were like, fat is bad. And that's a long time to believe that fat is bad. (laughs) So, you know, I'm very passionate about this topic for that reason, because I was I'd lived a very sad life for those years. <laughs> it was all sugar, fat free, like high sugar nonsense. So it, it took, gosh, it took me about 10 more years though, to actually be okay with eating it. It was very much ingrained, but this day and age, I think there's a little bit more of a resurgence of this, like, Oh, fat's fine. But now people are overdoing it. Right. So because our next macronutrient is now evil. Yes. <laughs> so fat now has been this like pride and joy, eat a whole bunch of it. But just remember for every one gram, there's nine calories. So that adds up very, very quickly in terms of calories. So that's why a little goes a long way. You don't need a ton of it. You should have it. Just not a lot, you know, right. limit it. But you, you led us into our next part of this, which is. Right. And th- this is personally my favorite macronutrients mine's the fat so we're going to talk about here let's do this now now it's mine which is carbs yeah and carbs are tasty are tasty (laughs) they're nutritious they're our most nutritious category out of all three carbs are the ones that are going to fight cancer Mm -hmm. anti-aging give you quick fuel yeah and also they're just very tasty <laughs> and lots of vitamins nu- nutrients minerals as with the good nutrition and majority of the food we eat comes yeah. from a carb source and so just to be super clear carbs this category is all vegetables all of them all vegetables she got really close to the microphone for that one. And I stared at her without blinking. <laughs> she, she did. It was very intense. <laughs> All vegetables. So not just potatoes. Spinach is a carb, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All fruits. Yes. I mean, aside from avocado and coconut, because they're there, mostly fat. There's some exceptions, but, you know, like tomatoes a fruit, but we call it a vegetable. Right. Yeah. Either way, it's a carb. Either way, tomato's a carb. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato's a carb regardless. But yeah, like, uh, you know, olives and avocado, those types of things. Yeah, they're they're not carbs. Right. Um, And then grains and beans. These these are our carb categories. Which is like everything, really, that we eat, period. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. So you have your non-starchy, starchy vegetables. So that could be anywhere spanning from uh, potatoes all the way to a zucchini, right? And Mm -hmm. then fruit. Yeah, it's everything. That's why I always laugh when people go, oh, I I don't eat carbs anymore. I'm carb free. I just eat vegetables and fruit. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sure you are. All right. Right. What you mean is I don't eat processed carbs. (laughs) Right. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, there's a whole diet thing out there that they don't believe you should even eat vegetables. That's true. That is true. So just to dispel that right now, you guys, uh, you do need to eat vegetables for good health. Yes. I'm sorry. There, there's no getting out of it. You must find a way to consume a fair amount of vegetables. Yeah. But, I mean, as everything you listed, they're all healthy carbs. They're all carbs we want to be eating because mm-hmm. they're good for us. They provide us with that nutrition, that energy. They are fast, so they absorb very quickly, but that can be beneficial. Like if you're, if you're going out for a long hike or something, you bring some fruit with you. That can give you some energy for that hike. Yes. You know, all the good stuff. Like, as I think of that hike we did, and you're like, tangerines. I was like, yes. 
I don't even remember that. That's Mount Woodson. Oh. The one time I actually made it up Mount Woodson. Oh, yeah. We took the dogs with us, yeah. too. And we ate tangerines at the top and watched people try to take photos on the rock. It was a good time. That's right. But anyways. <laughs> Reminiscing. Um, yeah. And fiber. Okay. Yes. So colon health. Mm-hmm. That's really important for that. And I think this category gets such a bad name because, A, we process the heck out of grains, take all the nutrients out, and then we make things like white bread yeah. and, um, you know, things that are very uh, brain happy. Our brain loves them. We can eat a lot of them. Yeah. And they're not coming with a lot of fiber and nutrients. So it's like this empty calorie that's coming in that is prompting the pleasure center of our brain the provides us like no nutrition yeah and we we can get in a little trouble that way mm-hmm. and really like uh, something to when we talk about like eat real food you know look at your carbs too how close do they resemble their original source in the yes. same respect you know if you're like ooh, look at these veggie chips that are like puffed potato with vegetable flavoring and color Right. The second, the, like the first ingredient is potato starch. Yeah. And I, I, I will kid you not one of the times, and I'm not going to say who it was, but I was, we were doing a potluck or something a while back at the, when we were at the old building and someone came in with this bag, like, oh, I bought veggie chips. Those are healthy. Right. And I said, they're like, uh-huh. Cause I didn't want to say anything bad, but I was like, those aren't healthy, but okay. I see where you're coming from. But the thing is, that's someone who's just like everybody else listening to this podcast. You just don't know, right? Right. Because it sounds healthy. It's made with vegetables. But is it really? Right. And I also think there is a lot of power to be taken back when you know. Yeah. When you take the time to learn about what you're eating. Because if I were to want to have potato chips, mm -hmm. I would not be picking veggie chips as my treat no there's so many better potato chips <laughs> but you're having a treat thinking it's healthy and you could be having a much more satisfying eating experience yeah you can just get an actual thing of potato chips that you enjoy not to say if you don't enjoy veggie chips like i think they have a place i think they're enjoyable sometimes not all the time sure be in the mood for it but i like them from time to time but i'm not eating them as an intention to be healthy i never have <laughs> right it's just beet juice used to color it red. And it looks like it's from a beet, but it is not. <laughs> or spinach juice. And that gives you more choices, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. So just look at your food. Try to think about how far removed it is. Like, because, you know, you can see it in the shape of like veggie chips. They look like a potato chip, but they say they're a vegetable. But if you were to slice a zucchini or a beet or a carrot, would it look like that if you turned it into a chip? Because a potato chip looks like a potato cause most of the time. Not all of them do, but a lot of them do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could argue, okay, it's not that far removed. And I would say, yeah, potatoes actually aren't that far removed most of the time from their original source. They're just a slice and they're fried. But I wouldn't say they're a healthy choice, but they're, they're not that processed really at the end of the day. Right. But they're probably healthier than some of these other chips yeah. that you have no idea what they're made of yeah. and they're bright red. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, looking at it and just asking yourself that question, how far removed does this look from its original source? And that comes down to carbs because those are usually the ones we see because we use like hot dogs as an example in the first part. But like with a carb, 
those are more commonly manipulated into other things because processing is a lot easier with carbs. We can mm -hmm. strip nutrition out of those real easy and just make something completely different. Because if you've ever done paper mache, we all know flour is very easy to turn into other stuff, like a giant sculpture or something, because it's manipulative. You can mold it. You can do stuff with flour, and it works the same way in our food. Mm -hmm. Don't eat paper mache, by the way. That's not. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case, just in case you, you were thinking that was the message. <laughs> no. It's hey, not. I have to cover all my bases here, okay? <laughs> um, so what is something else we should be focusing on as far as nutrition basics are concerned? Like, I got one in my mind, but I want to see if you have something. Go for it, because the only thing that's coming to my mind is, like, not, you know, drinking. Not drinking your calories? Calories. Yeah, I would say we should talk about that, because I'm thinking, like, have a probiotic of some sort. Yeah? Yeah. So let's start with the drinking the calories because yeah, I agree. Don't drink your calories. <laughs> I mean, talk about a perfect example of a processed carb. Yes. Right? So the, the most demonized, which isn't that bad in, in, you know, small amounts, but the most demonized processed carb is sugar. Yes. And, um, you know, if you're drinking it through juice or, uh, soda, or you name it, mm -hmm. we can get quite a lot in. Juice, soda, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm. Avoiding drinking your calories, honestly, though, they're, they're the fastest way to overdo it for the week. The fastest way. Because of two things. One, almost always is going to be some sort of a concentrated sugary type of beverage. And two, it's a liquid. <laughs> and when it's a liquid, there's no chewing or digestion that's occurring. Coffee drinks. Ah, yes. Frozen coffee That's, drinks. It doesn't even have to be frozen. That is a huge, huge uh, hit for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just their coffee in the morning and it's coming with 350 calories. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. if you get the whipped cream on top because you got to have the whipped cream. <laughs> it's delicious. It is. So you can easily load up on those calories with, with coffee drinks for sure. So definitely watch out for those. Yeah. But all of those things, they, they're not coming with any nutrition. No. So you are drinking. So your brain is not like processing the chewing, the, the digesting. Uh, it's quick sugar. So it's going to go right into your system. And you're probably getting more than you would with like a meal. Yeah. And the only thing I want to add to this, because typically when I have this conversation with my classes, I almost always get this as a follow-up question. What about smoothies? Because <laughs> you're drinking something, right? And my response is almost always, there's a big difference between juicing and blending. And when you blend something, it's still there. Everything is still in... All the fiber yeah, is still it, there. It's still present in the blender. You never... Mm -hmm got rid of the fiber from that fruit when you juice things you're extracting the juice out of it and leaving the fiber behind but with blending you're throwing the whole thing in there so it's basically just sound it's gonna sound weird when i say it but the blender is like pre-chewing your food for you essentially is what it's doing so you skip exactly a step. you're skipping that step you don't have to do it yourself the blender did it for you but it's a still a whole food at the end of the day so that is fine Bl blending is good we're okay yeah. with blending there probably still is some like if you tried to drink shakes all day you would probably be more hungry 
I would guess without well, the chewing. The stomach emptying aspect of it, yeah. Cause it's, and then it goes through the stomach really fast. Yeah, too. so like blending is fine in the sense that you're getting all the nutrition, so it's not going to be detrimental like juicing. However, which is a fair point, your stomach will empty more rapidly, so you will feel hungrier earlier because with a blended drink, you don't chew it, so your body doesn't have to break it down any farther. You're pretty much putting it in its smallest form in a blender and just drinking it. So it's mm -hmm. quick to absorb. Um, so if you're trying to make a more satiating meal, I don't suggest blending because <laughs> the chewing part of it is part of the process. Uh, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. Just yeah. be forewarned. Yeah. <laughs> but don't juice. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to go ahead, but know that you are taking the hit of it's it's sugar water and mm -hmm. you're getting some of the nutrients coming through from whatever you juiced. And I am including things like kale and spinach. This yep. counts. Uh, but basically what you're doing is you're separating the water and the sugar from the fiber and the nutrients. Exactly. So don't drink your calories. Smoothies are OK if they're blended. Um, you might just be hungry. And yeah, I think that's a good point. Now, probiotics are the other point I want to make, um, which, you know, it didn't used to be a part of nutrition basics, I feel like, for a long time. But because of all we're learning about the microbiome and the gut and how good it is to have a healthy microbiome and how it affects you in the long term, I feel like this should be something we do incorporate as a nutrition basic at this point of just making sure you get in some sort of probiotic food, a couple, like a day, every day, one time a day, something like that. Something that is that is living alive and is going to hopefully add to your diversity of your microbiome. Yes. So yogurt or kefir or, um, you a live know, sauerkraut. Yeah. A live sauerkraut. So that would be in the refrigerated section. Right. Same with kimchi, a live apple cider vinegar. Yeah. You know, like they say, if the, if the, it has a mother on it, that little kind of jelly layer on there, mm -hmm. which sounds kind of weird saying that out loud too, but that, that has living bacteria in it. Cause Fun fact, when you ferment things, the longer you ferment them, the more they turn into vinegar. That's what vinegar is, over-fermented something or other. It's so, true. You know, you get red wine vinegar. Guess what it used to be? Wine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no alcohol in it now, but it was. So, yeah. the bacteria ate all of the sugars and alcohols. Mm -hmm. And the alcohol evaporates off, and then you get the carbon dioxide off of it. You just get a nice sour for bacteria thingy. Not all of them have it, though, so you just have to make sure they're alive and it will specify on the container but um you know having some of those because we're learning so how the microbiome is impacting our bodies we have a whole podcast actually episode on the gut we have a whole one on gut health so take a listen to that if you want some more specifics but i think it's called gut health 101 i'm pretty sure that's what it's called actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're really original with our titles so having one of those you know one time a day it just you're, what I like to say is like you're rec you're recruiting more M people to your army. Basically, you have a little army in your microbiome, a good army that's protecting you, that's keeping you healthy. And the more of the things you add to the army, the better. So the more probiotics you consume, the more people you got on the field, right? They're all there ready for you to protect you, to be there for you. And without consuming that, you will still be able to propagate your own bacteria by eating a healthy diet. But maybe you have an off weekend. Probiotics are a good idea. <laughs> So, so if I, if I overindulge and then have some kombucha, well, it won't solve the fact that you overindulge, but at least your microbiome will be happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> the it calories like, are still there. You won't yeah. lose weight as a result, but at the very least, you're going to keep yourself protected in the long term. And so having that healthy influx. Okay. 
I can get on board with that. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are delicious, but I'm not suggesting you use, like, frozen yogurt as one of those examples. No. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Like, don't, don't do that. But, you know, your plain yogurts, add your own sweeteners to them, add your own thing. You know, as you say, Annalise, don't have other people sweeten your food for you. Oh, that's right. Sweeten it yourself. Talk about a nutrition basic. Yeah. Do not let companies sweeten your food for you. That's the thing you say all the time. I repeat it to my classes all the time. <laughs> like, don't let them do it, uh, which can tie into this too. You know, don't don't have foods that are pre-sweetened. Do it yourself. What you're going to add is far less than what they add for you. Yes, it's less. And we go back to like adding, eating real food, right? Yeah. If I put whole blueberries in my plain yogurt, that's going to be much more satisfying, much more voluminous. Mm-hmm. And much more nutritious than a blueberry-flavored yogurt. Which is mostly coloring and blueberry flavor, not probably a lot of blueberries in it, and sugar. (laughs) Right. And a lot of uh, yogurts and other products that have any kind of red tint to them Mm -hmm. are usually made with a bug. Ew. (laughs) Did you not know this, Melanie? I, I didn't, and that's gross. Oh my gosh, okay. I know Kyle, my husband, keeps going like, oh, sustainability. We're going to be eating bugs in the future. I'm like, no, no, I'm, mm-mm, mm, nope. I don't want to <laughs> eat bugs. I don't want to eat bugs. <laughs> yeah, it is called a, it's called carmine. Is and it like a beetle? You'll, they're technically a, a cochineal. I, this is as much as I know about like bugs, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got um, me there. So, so you'll see this on the ingredient list, uh, and just... carmine, and they are they are little red bugs. Oh, and it's very very common. Oh, which I guess technically is natural. It's better than red dye. Yeah, but just so you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I think I'm sufficiently disturbed. <laughs> I, I seriously. Listeners, I cannot believe I just taught Melanie something new. She knows so much. When it comes to bugs, I just don't want to know. Ah, uh, she probably was told at one point, and it went into the "don't want to remember this" category. Entirely possible, but I don't recall that conversation. So I usually remember why I don't want to remember something, but I don't recall ever hearing that. And now I'm well. I make my own yogurt. So it doesn't matter. I'm not carving up little bugs and putting them in my yogurt. So we're good. So. Don't. Now you know that you could. Now make your own yogurt and you won't <laughs> eat bugs. <laughs> Just don't buy things that are colored for you either. That's true. You I can mean, do it yourself. Yeah, we just avoid we avoid the bug situation. We avoid the dye situation. Yeah, and not to say, by the way, I know there's all me being like bugs, but bugs actually really aren't bad. Just to say the whole sustainability thing is a con. A, just pay attention to the future. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> eat some bugs for protein, we we will get behind you on that. Neither of us will be joining you for that, but we'll we can get behind you. it. We'll support you in yeah. spirit. We'll, we'll support you in nutritional yes. backing. Exactly. How about that? So. And on that note. It's about that time. Yeah. So before we bugs. go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> before we go. So. Nutrition basics. Eat as close to how it came out of the ground as possible. Mm-hmm. Balance your meals with making sure that you're getting uh, solid, lean protein sources, healthy fats, 
healthy unprocessed carbs. Mm -hmm. Don't drink your calories. Don't drink your calories. Get some probiotic foods. And don't let a company sweeten your food for you. Yeah. That's the big one. Don't do that. Don't do that. Control your food. So thank you. Remember to like, subscribe, comment. If you guys have any questions about this episode or any of our other episodes, feel free to leave those in the comment section. We will answer them in future episodes. But until next time, everybody. Bye.